the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. It is Saturday morning. Good Saturday morning to you. Uh, I, I would like to ask something special right now. Uh, could I could I please have everyone rise? Would everyone please rise? Take off your your hats. Could you please remove your hats? Uh, I need everyone to please stand. Remove your hats. Dallas, I'm I'm talking to you too. Clint, Robert. Once in a while, a please story- rise. Okay, do we do we have everybody standing? Can I get a confirmation, please, Robert? We're all standing. All right, everyone's standing. Uh, put your put your hand over your heart and join me. I I would like to start the show this way, pretty much every day. Attention, Walmart shoppers. Oh, can you see by the dawn's early light? What so proudly we hear at the twilight's last gleam, whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watch were so gallantly Amazing, right? Amazing. <laughs> I know it's a little different way to start your show. And if if you've got the stereo on at home <laughs> or the radio via the internet on at home, uh, apologize to the rest of the family who might be sleeping. That actually happened at a Walmart in uh, Missouri, or as I should say, Missouri. Uh, this guy, James Fruits, is from Cleveland, Ohio. He is suddenly thrust into the national spotlight because of this visit to Walmart. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Fruits was was in the aisle by the by the uh, the flags, and he started singing. You know, a buddy has dared him to sing, and he started singing. Well, one of the managers at Walmart went, "Hold on a second here, I double dog dare you to come on over to the." the loudspeaker at the courtesy desk and let's let's give the Walmart shoppers a little treat and he did and wow what a great <laughs> what a great rendition of the national anthem now he he happened to be vacationing with his family he's from Cleveland actually but the guy the guy is uh no stranger to singing as you as you might expect uh he was he was <laughs> 
It's just so wonderful because you see him and he's sleeveless. I'll tweet out a link to this so you can play it. I might play it to wrap up the show, too, because it's just it's just too good. But uh, James Fruits works as a creative arts administrator for his church. He's a DJ and he also performs at weddings on weekends. So bravo to you, James Fruits. Uh, what an amazing way. Uh, how about that for a little inspiration to start your Saturday morning on the Blaze Radio Network? Ah, I know. I needed that. I played it twice before the show. I think I think the crew in Dallas, by the way, everyone can sit down. <laughs> everyone can, can, can sit down now and put your caps back on. Uh, but... Uh, I was torturing the crew in Dallas with it as as they listen in on what I'm trying to cut up here in the constitutionally protected free speech bunker in the woods of Arden, Delaware. But uh, James Fruits, thank you for opening the program today. Uh, it, it's I, I guarantee you this guy's going to get a lot of love and a lot of attention on this. And again, as I said, I, I'm retweeting that right now. Uh, play this loudly <laughs> and and you should what I always get a little emotional when I play the national anthem my wife's always saying are you do you have tears in your eyes yes I do that that song is more than a song it is truly an anthem and something that you know you should roll down the windows and play it loudly Play it absolutely loudly. So, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Uh, if you want to join the conversation today, uh, Robert's pushing buttons and uh, Clint is answering the phone. So, you are welcome to get a hold of the program on any level. I'm still working on today's vital question. I have to, I have to wrap my head around it. I'm, I'm chipping away at it. But uh, today's vital question will be will be going up shortly, and you can weigh in on it. Triple eight nine hundred three three nine three eight 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 nine zero zero three three nine three. In terms of yesterday, when we asked you uh, about uh, the president complimenting the first lady of France, Brigitte Macron, on her physical appearance, there were many people outraged. Uh, I have friends, I posted this on Facebook as well, and I have friends from my past that I haven't seen in, in, in some cases, 30 years who have lost their minds over this. But most right-thinking people, like yourselves, 88% of those who responded, a decent sample, uh, said uh, they were not offended. 8% couldn't decide, couldn't figure it out, and 4% were outraged. And I really think it's that 4% that I get nervous about because they absolutely, they, they make a lot of noise. They make a whole lot of noise. Today, of course, we're going to tap into the headlines and the news and talk about what made Shepard Smith flip out because I'm kind of with them on this. Uh, and, and we've got other things going on here. Uh, if you were around at the end of yesterday's show, at three o'clock Eastern, you heard me. You probably heard me talk about the uh, four young men in Pennsylvania, in Bucks County, Pennsylvania, who are now gone, who are now dead, and um, the the prime suspect and his cousin are in custody in the murders of these four men. Four men who went to 
who went to the home of this this Donardo character in an effort to purchase some pot. And the the whole deal went wrong. And Donardo ended up shooting all of them in the back of the head and then uh, burning their bodies and burying the remains in a 12 and a half foot deep mass grave, pouring concrete over it and then trying to get away with it. Now, the cousin's arrest was a late breaking story. It doesn't diminish or increase the tragedy. I don't think you can make this any more tragic than it is. I guess it increases it because it means one more life is destroyed now that the cousin's involved. But we have, we have four young men who, uh, for their interest in, in um, getting their hands on some drugs, but for that, they probably would have been around today. But now they aren't. And Donardo reportedly confessed in, in, uh, in exchange for no death penalty. And I'm, I'm one of those people who wants to be compassionate. And uh, I also want us, I, I, I don't get the compassion to keep these folks in comfortable living while their victims and their families will suffer for the rest of their lives. The victims are gone and the families will suffer. I don't understand. Um, I don't understand the, the, the cost and the, the guarantee of, of uh, prison with a roof over your head, three square meals. Of course, it's not going to be great food. The access to cable TV, which must be provided Apparently, otherwise, it's cruel and unjust punishment. I've said in in many places on different radio shows when engaged in in the debate about capital punishment that I I favor some sort of uh, survivor type situation where we we will build a minimal shelter and provide you with with survival food in an airdrop once a month. And really, that's about it. Uh, I'm. I know, I, I know. And yes, uh, it would be in an island that is surrounded by shark-infested waters. So um, maybe I'm a bad guy for that. But, but that's, um, that's kind of the, where I'm at today, especially being in the area where the story of these four young men consumed the local news media for the past week. The, the family uh, blocking any attempts to really share information. The only way they caught this guy, apparently, is, um, is because uh, he tried to sell the car of one of the young men he killed. And they caught him on that, and that's the way they held him. But for that, he might have been off running away somewhere. So, Mr. DiNardo, um, you're probably guaranteed to rot in jail. I would prefer you get your opportunity to burn in hell quicker. And if that makes me a bad guy, then so be it. I just, I just can't imagine what those families are going through today. Um, it, it is the Ides of July, by the way. We are here on the 15th of July. Uh, we'll look a, a little bit at history today. Take a quick peek into anything big that happened. It's been a, a pretty historic week here in, in the present. I think you can agree. And uh, over in England, at the end of this show... I know you're going to listen to the Jeff Fisher program starting at 9 a.m. Eastern, as, as you should every single week. 
But I encourage you to try and watch history with the sound off as um, as our American tennis champion Venus Williams attempts to make history as the oldest person to ever win the uh, women's title. And I really hope it happens for her that that uh, that challenge that Venus has overcome with her um, her fight against uh, fatigue is just amazing. And the fact that in the course of getting to the finals today against Garabina Muguruza, which is how you pronounce the Spaniard's name, she has the um, she has the Castilian pronunciation, Garabina Muguruza, uh, against uh, Muguruza in, in getting to this point, to the finals, which will start 9 o'clock Eastern today. She beat three women who were born the year she made her first Wimbledon appearance. You got that? That Wrap your head around that. Venus Williams, at 37 years old, beat three professional tennis players who were born the exact same year. <laughs> the exact same year <laughs> she first made her Wimbledon appearance. So um, I, I am pulling for I'm pulling for America today. I'm pulling for uh, a 37 year old who's considered old in her field. But I think is uh, let, let's face it, aside from the unfortunate car accident for which she has been exonerated or at least cleared from wrong behavior. Uh, aside from that, the Williams family is pretty much a great example and they are they are just strong and and solid people. You never hear anything bad coming out of the life of Venus Williams. She's not out catting around. She's not out uh, partying and drink. She's not at the club, I guess I would say. So we'll get into that. But uh, I will make uh, repeated pushes and reminders for you as you listen to Jeff Fisher to watch the uh, women's finals at Wimbledon. And it is, oh, there's things we have to get to today. We got to talk health care. We have to talk some silly stuff. We, we, have to, um, we have to deal with the meeting, which will come up. And I'm still grinding on this, uh, this vital question today. And maybe, maybe it's just there isn't a vital question today. So if you want to join the conversation, it's, it's pretty much a free-for-all Saturday, as it was yesterday, a free-for-all Friday Triple eight nine hundred three three nine three eight 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 nine zero zero three three nine three. Let's take a break. Good morning. It is uh, pure Opelka. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. It, it's uh, it's going to be a strange day. I've already come to accept that. It, it's going to be a very strange day. I, I just, <laughs> I don't know if I can give you uh, a lot of uh, update 
on on normal stuff. Yes, there are some normal stories I will get to, but it's I'm just accepting it's going to be a strange day. I'm going through some of the crazy stories that are popping around my computer. I get I get stories submitted to me from all over the place. From uh, from locally, from our our buddies in Australia, uh, from from folks in uh, England, our our pal Simon Owen from London who checks in. He's in Paris most of this week, but uh, all kinds of stories. For example. Um, a friend sent me a story that currently is on the Hill that um, almost 3,500 Colorado voters um, canceled their registration. Hmm. Why would you cancel your voter registration? Well, they're claiming that this is over the Trump administration's voter fraud commission asking for public information on citizens. Now, I'm all for protecting the vote. I'm all for safeguarding what I consider to be one of the greatest things about our nation, and that it's your right to participate in, the, um, in, the, in our democracy, in our democratic republic, in, in our selection of those who do our bidding in local or national levels. So um, when the Trump administration put out this notice that they were going to ask for party registrations, all, all the information that they want, the voter data stuff, I'm, I'm not happy about that. I think, I think the states who said no are, are very smart. But I, I have to trust in the state is going to protect um, my voter registration, my information, I have to, I have to trust. There's so much out there about all of us anyway. People can find out things all the time. Um, I, I constantly reference the fact that I was part of the, the DNC hack and my name and phone number, my cell phone number was published, thank you, WikiLeaks, because I had reached out to a member of the Clinton campaign and her email to John Podesta then got posted via the WikiLeaks. Thank you. So I'm aware that information is out there, but I don't need my government participating in the information grab, which is why I was all, always so upset about what happened with, um, with the NSA during the Obama administration, which is why I tend to side with Rand Paul on a lot of things, because he protects our our papers, as it were. But the fact that almost 3,500 Colorado voters canceled their registration over this, I'm sure, I guess you can re-register. But you're, if you're canceling your voter registration over this, don't you think they already have that? <laughs> isn't that? Isn't that kind of like closing the barn door after the horse is out? You're not going to go in and scrub any of the records held in D.C. So maybe it just made you feel better. Maybe you just say, uh, I'm, I'm doing this as a protest. I know it's not doing anything. But I guess it's kind of like wetting your pants in a blue suit. Makes you feel all warm. Nobody else can really notice it. We'll be right back.
You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Part of the next generation of talk radio on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. A bunch of uh, crazy stories popping up. I was just just checking out the, uh, the story out of Lamarck, Texas. Lamarck is a little bitty town, I think between Houston and Galveston, if memory serves me correct, right there off. I-45, home to the Lamarck Gators. (laughs) I knew somebody went to high school in Lamarck, Texas. Um, And there there was a a freight train stopped. And an SUV, early in the morning, like 2.30 this morning, an SUV hit the train. Now, how do you hit a stop train? I guess someone's not paying attention. And there were people inside, and the SUV was kind of stuck, wedged under one of those those um, cylindrical tanker cars and the cops were trying to help the people out. They were trapped inside, obviously freaked out. And I think they were getting ready to try and break a window when the train started moving and started dragging the car. Now it, it takes a lot to move a giant freight train. and It takes a lot to stop a giant freight train. And the, uh, the, the chest camera, the body cam of this officer captured the whole thing. It, it's pretty remarkable. I will, I will post a link to that video so you can see it. But wow, when you think about what cops do every single day, every single day, just, just put that in your mind, what, what police officers do, men and women in uniform, it, it is, they never know, which is why I'm so addicted to that show, uh, Live PD, which is on A&E from 9 to midnight. Fridays and Saturday nights. I tried to get through all of it last night, but I was, I, I get up here at 4.30 in the mornings on Saturday to get ready for this show. Doesn't sound like it. Doesn't sound like you're up an hour and a half, but I am. But uh, Live PD, you have to check it out because you it really gives you uh, sort of a, a view of, of what's going on and what these folks face. And last night they also had the officer... The two officers who were on the scene a week ago when the car rolled over and the the criminal got out and tried to use a baby as a human shield to keep the cops at bay. And these two officers who dealt with him, the one specifically who had to wrestle him to the ground and then wait about a minute and a half, a harrowing minute or two while he was wrestling this guy, uh, you could actually see in his eyes. And in, hear it in his voice, what he was feeling. If you want to follow it, you should check out Live PD. Uh, there's a hashtag Live PD, which you can see on Twitter. And they regularly post uh, clips from the shows. Because it's, it's usually DUI arrests and some crazy stuff. But whenever they stop somebody for a broken headlight or a taillight that's out. or Last night there was a guy that didn't even have a bumper on the front of his car. And he had been stopped uh something like 45 times in the last in the last few years 45 times 
And the cop actually kind of gave him a break. He knew the cop by name when he pulled up. He said, yeah, you stopped me a couple weeks ago. So I am blatantly promoting a live PD. Hashtag live PD if you want to see what's going on. And if you want to fully understand, as this videotape shows from, uh, from uh, last night in Lamarck, Texas, what, what, they, what the men and women of law enforcement face on every single shift it, it really makes you um, sit in awe of these people. So uh, la- last night's episode on Live PD and this episode in Lamarck, Texas, which isn't on the show, uh, you have to check it out. I- I'll-, I'll give you, I'll give you a, um, a clip in a little bit because there's some clips that are floating out there. Um, now, I-, I guess we have to get into this discussion of this, uh, this meeting. It's been a week since we heard about a meeting between Donald Trump Jr., Paul Manafort, Jared Kushner, and what we were told was a, a lawyer who wanted to talk about Russian adoption. And, um, and initially, it seemed kind of harmless. Granted, I, I was a little nervous about the fact that this meeting took place a year ago in the middle of the campaign, as Donald Trump was about to be named, about to win the nomination for the GOP. And then we heard it was about adoption, that's all. And it seemed like, okay, let it go. And then we heard, well, maybe it wasn't quite about adoption. They told us they had some information on Hillary Clinton. And I was like, all right, I, I would have been interested if I were in Donald Trump Jr.'s shoes, totally honest. I would have said, hey, Paul Manafort, I got these people calling me saying they have dirt on Hillary Clinton. Who are they? Well, it's a, a Russian attorney. Uh, if Manafort truly was the campaign chairman and truly playing by the rules, he would have said, hold on a second, foreign government we can't collude with a foreign government. Yes, I use the word collude. And even if you're not colluding, it's bad optics to take that meeting without a representative from the FBI. Just bad optics. And then it came out that, yes, in fact, the woman happened to be a lawyer who was representing or had ties to this Soviet, or the Russian government. Now we're into the third stage of this. And then as we found out yesterday after the president said his son is a good boy and very transparent, he's proud of his transparency, now we're into the stage where we have learned, oh my God, there were not four people in that room. There were as many as eight people in that room and who knows if there were more. I, I, I throw my hands in the air. I throw my hands in the air because... Uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm over it. I'm over the obfuscation. I would be as mad, if not madder, at Democrats uh, over this. And I just want, I just want the truth. I just want the answers. I just want honesty. I just want somebody to say, as, as Glenn Beck detailed, what was it, Wednesday, when he said, here's what Donald Trump should do. He should get his son in the room. He should get Manafort in the room. He should get everybody in the room, sit him down and say, Here's what we know about Russia. And let's stop making jokes about Russian dressing 
and about Chicken Kiev, which I know I made that joke last night. And let's just put it out there. And if it's a problem, you're going to have to deal with it because you have now officially succumbed to the dreams and the wishes of every Democrat who opposed you. You have now, you have now uh, effectively, in my opinion, you've almost nullified the results of the election. And you've put at risk the next phase. You've put at risk 2018 and 2020. And what is my evidence on this? Go to your town halls. See what's happening. Understand that this administration is stabbing itself in the neck every damn day. And it's just, it is, it is such fodder for everyone who thinks that we're, we're ignorant and, and un, uninterested in fixing the country. And there's more to this, too. But this is, this is so frustrating to me, and I'm sure it's frustrating to you, because what you wanted, you wanted the president to win. You wanted the president to be able to work with the Congress. You wanted health care fixed. You wanted tax reform. You wanted more conservative Supreme Court justices. You wanted all of that. You wanted regulation reform. And now where are we? We're down to, at this point, I, I truly believe this. If this does not get straightened out before September 1st, if this does not get dealt with and cleared up, yes, the investigation from Robert Mueller is going to go on for probably another 6 to 12 months. But if you don't straighten this out and get this issue put to bed by September 1st, by, by Labor Day, basically, I think you've surrendered 2018 and maybe 2020 because every single member of the GOP is now going to be painted with the broad brush of this Russian scandal. And everybody, everybody say, well, Hillary, Hillary didn't win. Hillary lost. And in the minds of so many angry Democrats, they will have to avenge that loss in 2018 and vengeance is a very powerful emotion i'll give you more proof on that and um also play you a meltdown over this i'm i'm kind of i'm kind of in the same place that shepherd smith got to yesterday and if you missed it it's so big msnbc is playing it i'll share it with you after the break michael pelka i'm puro pelka let's roll you're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka, the Saturday edition of the Blaze Radio Network, which includes uh, all new episodes of the Jeff Fisher program immediately following this show. And I have recommended, and I will continue to recommend, you listen to Jeff Fisher as you watch Wimbledon 
with the sound down. Because, who, frankly, who wants to hear all that grunting? You can hear grunting from Jeffy, and it's, it's much more entertaining. But uh, our, our own American Venus Williams is going for a, a record. She will be the oldest woman to win a Wimbledon title. And uh, playing against uh, a woman who I think is like 13 years her junior, her junior. And um, for the record, Garabinia Muguruza. Yes, I prefer the Castilian pronunciation on Spanish. But uh, watch Wimbledon, mute the sound, listen to Jeffy. You will have the complete experience of Saturday and root for America. That's a, kind of a good, a good idea. Root for America. There are people who are giving me a hard time about this Donald Trump thing in the meeting and Donald Trump Jr. You don't want America to succeed. I actually had uh, a friend who's, a ne- who's an always Trumper tell me, you don't want America to be great again. I want America to be great every damn day of my life. But it requires a little honesty. It requires some unvarnished question and answer so sorry but i do want america to be great again i voted for donald trump i would vote for him again over hillary clinton i would vote for a blender over hillary clinton but that's neither here nor there we're we were talking about the fact that shepherd smith and i actually agree on this Donald Trump Jr. meeting with the Russians fiasco that has now expanded, that is now in its seventh day, that is now headed to uh, God knows where. We'll have to find out. But uh, yesterday, speaking with Chris Wallace on Fox, Shep Smith kind of went off the reservation, as many would probably say, in, um, in the land of Fox News. Check this out. And who knows if, we're, if we've gotten to the end of the story. We, we thought we I, got to the end of the I story now know the we emails. Haven't. I now know we haven't because there's news breaking at this moment, Chris. Okay. Fox News can now confirm new, more. Donald Trump Jr., Jared Kushner, Paul Manafort, the lawyer from Russia, the interpreter, this new guy we found out about today, and a mystery person. John Roberts confirms there was an eighth person in that meeting. We don't know. There may have been more, but there was an eighth. Jared Kushner filled out his form. I think it's an F-86 saying who he'd met with and what he'd done. Very important stuff. You can go to prison for messing it up, you know, intentionally. He went back and added 100 names and places. None of these people made it. They're still not clean. We're still not clean on this, Chris. It's if there's nothing there, and that's what they tell us, they tell us there's nothing to this and nothing came of it. There's a nothing burger. It wasn't even memorable. Didn't write it down. Didn't tell you about it because it wasn't anything. So I didn't even remember it with a Russian interpreter in the room at Trump Tower. If all of that, why all these lies? Why, why is it lie after lie after lie? If you clean, come on clean. You know, my grandmother used to say when first we practice to, oh, what a tangled web we weave when first we practice to deceive. The deception Chris, is, is mind-boggling. And there are still people who out there who believe we're making it up. And one day they're going to realize we're not and look around and go, where are we? And why are we getting told all these lies? Where are we? And why are we getting told all these lies? If it's nothing, show us it's nothing. 
If it's nothing, come clean, as Shepard Smith would say. Bring it to us. Where do you stand on this? Are, are, you, are you still, you know, if you're a Trumper, which, I've, again, I voted for Trump. I'd vote for him today over Hillary Clinton. I would have preferred Ted Cruz. Would have preferred Rand Paul. Would have even maybe preferred Marco Rubio. But my choice was not that. So I, I want to know where you are. Phones are open. 888-900-3393. Are you with me or are you somewhere else? Don't be afraid. Share your opinion. 888-900-3393. We'll be right back. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.